0: This is the Body Breaking Free Podcast. We are here to break free of all the heaviness that weigh us down in our body and sense of self. This podcast's purpose and creation is here to support your life of body freedom, a body that makes you feel free, aligned, and empowered. It is a process of undoing and recreating. It's about health goals and personal transformation. We investigate with interviews, insights, and all the wellness tools so you can design a wellness reality that sets you free. Are you ready to break free? Let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. So today we have Dr. Jessie Haymeyer on the podcast, and um, she's awesome. We get into her business, Well Empowered, where she practices data-driven, outcome-oriented functional medicine. However, first, before we dive into the episode, I just want to remind you, if you are looking for more insights, more tools, more freebies, more connection, then make sure to sign up for our newsletter. The link is in the show notes. It is katiekgram.com forward slash newsletter. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Um, Dr. Jessie Heymeyer. So um, she has this company, Well Empower. And first, we talk about her story, and I think a lot of us can relate to the weight loss roller coaster and how consuming that can be on our time, our energy, and then also on the purpose of our life and sense of self. And so she talks about that realization in her life of no longer wanting to commit and consume herself in that roller coaster And now she helps other people with all kinds of different struggles with their body and different things that they want to achieve, one of them being weight loss and helping people find a different kind of purpose with their body while still helping them achieve their desires, and then also having kind of this overall arching bubble of What is truly important in your life? And what is it that you want to bring in with purpose and meaning? And I bet that your soul really wants that to be outside of just consuming everything in weight loss, in the ups and downs, in the overwhelm and the fight constantly. I know exactly how that feels. So Dr. Jesse is here to help us all. And yeah, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the episode.
1: It's such a pleasure to be with you, Katie K.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to get into your work and I was just looking over your bio and I think a lot of the things that you focus on in your business and with your clients will just really relate with what we need to know and connect with getting past some of our own body struggles and that internal resistance. And I know that you focus on a lot of uh, weight loss, so even just like trying to get healthier in our body whether it's weight loss or if we have a different goal in mind. I just think that anything that your insights in your business is just going to be so fabulous. So I'm just <laughs> so thrilled to have you here. And um, I'd love to know your own story to start, start this episode off. So can you tell us how you got into this work? I know you have a ton of credentials. I looked at like master's degree and nutrition and you have all this different stuff. So what just like sparked your passion to get into this kind of work?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. Well, um, so you know, health and wellness have always been really foundational to uh me and my life, right? I grew up dancing and so movement was always a big part of my life and uh, in undergrad, when I I went to UCLA undergrad, and I selected my schedules based on when and where I wanted to work out. So that was kind of like how college was, right? <laughs> it was like designed around my workout schedule, which was amazing because I, you know, like rollerblade to the ocean and back on a Tuesday night in February. It was great as a gal who grew up in the North Suburbs of Chicago, especially magical. Um, and then, you know, after college, um, you, I started out. Really, not quite sure how I wanted to express my love of the body and contributing to others in their journey. And uh, I first started out in the world as a physical therapy aide. And then when I moved back to Chicago in 2000, I ended up partnering with a husband and wife and opening up the very first high intensity strength training facility in Chicago that is now uh, July 1st, will be having its 20th anniversary. So, again, Excited for them. Um, and I sold my half of the business about four years later, knowing that I wanted to expand my knowledge and my ability to contribute. Right. And then I went on and, and got my doctorate as a chiropractor, a master's of science in nutrition and functional medicine, became an Institute of Functional Medicine certified practitioner, all that stuff. So that's like, you know, like the logistical journey. But to step back in and share a little bit of my personal journey, you know, what really you know, led me into this world of guiding people with um, data-driven natural medicine and, and really guiding with them with tools that allow them to get out of their own way and create the health that they say is foundational to authoring their life. And for me, it was really because at one point in my life, I didn't have the health I knew was foundational to authoring my life. And, you know, that was in my early twenties, mid twenties. And I had really struggled uh, with, I call it the weight loss roller coaster, right. Gaining weight, losing weight over and over and over again for over a decade. And I remember I was, you know, I was at this point, I was, I owned the gym was, you know, the managing partner of the gym. And I was standing in, in the kitchen of my apartment in Lincoln park, Chicago. And in one hand, I had my keys. And in the other hand, I had this kind of like sludge filled glass. And then, you know, like I heard this because my sludge filled glass held the remnants of a few days of the master cleanse. Maybe some of, maybe you or some of your listeners are familiar with this, right? It's like cayenne pepper and lemon. And I think there's some honey in there. (laughs) I, whatever. And, you know, I was ravenous. And so like, of course my keys were in my hand because I was going to go, going to go to McDonald's to get the McFlurry. Right. Cause naturally when one is ravenous, that's what one does. Right. And in that moment, I really just got how I had been living for over a decade in this broken all or nothing paradigm. Right. It was, you know, the 30 day fill in the blank fad diet. And then it was falling off the deep end because it, you know was so born of deprivation and self-aggression that it just wasn't sustainable and you know then i'd gain all the weight back i'd you know get the mcflurry or whatever was was you know the treat du jour and in that moment what i really got was that this all or nothing world is broken and i got for me that my struggle with my weight really had very little to do with the scale and staying in this you know, broken paradigm was costing me the opportunity to author my life, right? It was interfering with my ability to be fully present with people in the way that's meaningful and important to me. It was interfering with my ability to fully contribute to others. And I just really got like, I am done with it. You know, it was like a line in the sand moment for me. And what I stepped into was a whole new way of being, around food and my body and how I was caring for myself. And it was one born of self-love, one born of curiosity. And it was really at that time that I birthed this, what I now call concept vision of vitality. I really got clear on my intention for my health and my life And as opposed to doing anything drastic, I really moved with a sense of kindness and self-love one foot in front of the other. And over time found myself with mastery in this area. And really from that was wholeheartedly committed. Like, you know, I made a promise with the divine that, you know, be with me in this journey and guide me in this journey. And I will use my journey to be a contribution to others. And that led me to go to graduate school and ultimately to do the work that I do today. And, um, you know, guiding people to triumph in this area of health and vitality is, is such a privilege and joy for me.
0: Oh my gosh, Jesse, the story is so relatable. And it's just like there's so many things that you said that I want to unpack. But first, like focusing on that, what you're talking about, like that cycle, that <laughs> weight loss roller coaster, because that's totally what it is. It's um it sucks that so many of us have had to deal with that. And sucks is like it, that's such a light word to use for that because it really is painful. You are stuck in this fear mentality. And one thing that you said was like, it really didn't have anything to do with the scale. It really wasn't about the scale. And in my head, when I was in that cycle, it really wasn't about the scale because I had lost the 20 pounds and I was, um, you know, I was at my ideal quote unquote weight and I just kept going. I was stuck in something that I felt like I couldn't get out of. And I didn't want to get out of because I was trapped in it and I wasn't happier. Like I remember that day I stepped on the scale and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 130 pounds. And I don't want that weight to be triggering for anybody. But that was just in my head. I had that number. Like I want to get down to that weight. And it was like this almost like just ambiguous, subtle, like I didn't even really have a conscious reaction to it because I was just like, oh, okay. And I think it was because I was so depressed and I had so much anxiety and I just wasn't happy that it was almost like, I didn't even acknowledge that I had reached my goal because it just didn't mean anything to me at that point. And when I look back on it now, it's like the mentality of being in that roller coaster, it just like sucked the life out of me. It like sucked what you talked about, like being present, being with people that you care about. My only intention that took all my time and energy was this goal of looking better because I wanted to feel better in my body. And I wanted to be confident. And it was like all of these beautiful, wholehearted things that I really wanted underneath. It wasn't like I was a bad person for wanting to get to my ideal weight. It was, you know, I wanted to feel good and I wanted to be confident in myself. It was just that we get into that society norm of this is how you're going to do it. And it ends up taking everything away that you really wanted in the first place. And so I just can totally relate to what you're talking about being in that cycle and, um, also, what comes to mind is just this kind of consuming, because you were talking about that all or nothing mentality, which, oh my gosh, is the number one thing when you're in that, like when you're in that cycle at this all or nothing, and it's so consuming and so draining and really took my purpose away from me and my life. Now I can step out of that mentality and cycle and live in a, a higher purpose. I can show up in my body in, in a way that's like, I'm not so focused on how I'm I look. I just like I want to feel healthy and I wanna just feel like that's supporting my energy. And then I can serve other people and I can show up on the podcast, which obviously like it just lifts me up when I'm talking about it because that's a much higher vibrational energy to put out into the world. So I think what my question is here is you were talking about that transition from being in that cycle, that weight loss cycle, which we can easily get trapped into. And it's really hard to get out of it because our subconscious thoughts, our ego, like everything is in that mentality. So even if you know what's, you know, it's sticky, you don't feel good, you want to get out of it. How is that transition happen when you're talking about this self-love and curiosity and having intention and all those beautiful words that you use on the other side of it? So what is that gap? How do we go from that negative cycle into this like higher vibration, you know, practicing that self-love every day and getting into that a different energy pattern, a different cycle that we actually want to be in?
1: Yeah, that is a really great question. And I would say like much else in life, it really comes down to two essentials. And that is the carrot dangling, which is what would be available for you and your life in this world with this handled in this future you intend, right? Where you feel great in your body, where you're freed up, when you're at ease you know, all those things. And you have mastery, right? You have the outcomes you care about, but it's from a place of self-love. And so it's therefore sustainable. That would be the carrot dangling. The other one is the stick on the back, right? And the stick on the back is a few different things. You know, like for me in that moment in the kitchen with the sludge filled glass and the keys, right? It was the suck of that moment, quite frankly. It was like, I have been in this moment so many times and I hate it. And I'm done with it and not done with it, like bad me done with it, but like, no, Mm. this isn't working. I am over it. I'm Mm. not letting this be my future again and again and again, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's a combination of getting present to both the future that really is available and possible. And also like the cost Of you know, like no change, the suck of no change, right? And so that that is when I work with people and and I mentioned something I call your vision of vitality. And your vision of vitality really is your intention for your health and your life. And so when I work work with people, that is a foundational aspect to our work. I actually guide them through an exercise of creating their vision of vitality. And we work together off of a shared Google document so that they really get these concepts. And they, they ultimately, through getting present to the carrot dangling and the stick on the back, right, ultimately it turns into the carrot dangling, right? They really feel that forward pull to fulfill their intention for their health and their life. And, and it is a process, right? We all have, you know, we, when we talk about habits, oftentimes we think about habits like brushing our teeth or, you know, um, going for a jog or, you know, a million, what time you go to bed, things like that, but there are habit thoughts, right? And so there is some, you know, really being gently, you know, um, reinforcing of yourself in your habit thoughts. What, what thoughts, what new thoughts am I going to have about this area? How am I going to be gently with myself? Right. And so, you know, I think for all of us, right there, there are certainly some some similarities or or common things that are very effective. And for everyone, everyone's going to have the nuances of their own personal journey. And so I'm a real champion for people being curious and tapping into their own wisdom and really getting uh, for themselves like, okay, what do I think would be helpful for me to, you know, shift from a broken all or nothing To mastering my middle ground and, and really stay present to that. This journey is about love. It is about love of self. It's about love of others. It's about love of life.
0: Right. Oh yeah. I love that. Um, the vision of vitality and it is almost like this instant where you have to decide this isn't working. This is no longer working for me. Even if you don't have a solution, you just know, this is not it. And I've had that. And it's, and it wasn't even like this big, like grandiose moment. I wish it was kind of this like Phoenix rising moment or coming out of the ashes, but it really was just like a subtle, I can't function this way anymore. And so I went to a coffee shop with my journal and I just wrote down like the reasons that it wasn't working and I couldn't function and I was exhausted and where my time and energy was consumed. I just knew I was meant for more. That was Mm -hmm. one thing. It was like, I was, I meant for more than this. Yeah. And it's almost like this vision of this future too. You kind of look ahead and you're like, if I want to spend my time and energy in this way, like, where am I going to be at when I'm 50, 60, 80? Like, what is my life going to look like? And it, it, yeah. And like, it was just kind of this weird Ambiguous moment. I must have just been ready for it, um, but I know like, I read uh, Gabrielle Bernstein. I love her work, and she just talks about like all you need is a willingness, a willingness. And I I never really like grasp that concept because I was like, well, is that really all you need to change? Is a willingness to change like that doesn't seem like enough. But I do think when you're talking about Jesse, it's like it makes sense that there has to be some moment where you really decide. I want something better for myself. And what's working right now is not working for me. A very good way to start change. What you're talking about is really setting that intention. And with your clients, do you see that intention? Is that variable? Like what, what it is that they desire for the future? And then do you kind of go from there step-by-step how to work through that?
1: Yeah, so there definitely is. So I love that you intuitively, like you sat down with a notebook and you looked at, okay, what would the future look like when I'm 50 or 80 with this trajectory? Because that's, you know, genius right there. Um, So when I work with people in creating their vision of vitality, there are two questions that become the foundation. And those two questions are stand in the five-year future. And, you know, like actually do some time traveling, right? So standing in the five-year future, in the future you intend, what is it like for you to be in your body? What is it you say about your health? And what does that make available for you in the world, right? And I have people actually write that story, right? So in the present tense, first person, So I'm 45 right now, right? If I were writing, you know, my, my story right now, I'd say I'm 50 years old and my body is beautiful. It's strong. It's resilient. It carries me wherever I would like to go. You know, I'd say whatever there is, that would certainly be a part of it. What I just shared. Right. And in, and so people tell this story of their intended future, that five-year future and first person present tense. And then the next piece is that we say, okay, spiral down future, right? What is the five-year future where things don't get better? They continue around this trajectory and they go spiral down. You know, what's that five-year future? And people also tell that story in the first person present tense. And it really gets them present to the impact of things the way they are and you know, with these two aspects, carrot dangling stick on the back, right. Then they go on and they refer only to the five-year future where committed be their truth only to that beautiful five-year future. And they distill it down to two to three sentences. And the cool thing about this is that In someone's vision of vitality, there's, there, there's never anything about weight and there's never, you know, I see people for digestion and fertility and acne, right. But weight's definitely weight loss mastery is definitely the thing that I, I guide people to triumph in most commonly, but whatever it may be that they're committed to in the area of their health, it's actually what they get is that it's what becomes available with this handled, right? Like you were sharing, the joy you get out of showing up on this podcast and being a contribution right that's the juice of life like that's what we want our lives to be about right and so people get to voice how they're going to be about their health or how they you know in in what that makes available right? So, you know, an example of a powerful vision of vitality, I'm empowered by the beauty and ability of my mind, body, and spirit through realizing my fullest potential. I empower and inspire others to realize their fullest potential. So you'll hear in that, like, there's nothing about like, there's nothing about the weight, a weight in there, right? It's really like what becomes available in my life with. My health handled, and how would I say it is that my health is handled
0: right right that totally makes sense, and it really reframes the perspective of our bodies and weight loss and like what is really important to you and maybe like what you're talking about is like many different things the spectrums like digestion and just be wanting to just feel better and like live healthier and exercise more, maybe, or like whatever it is that is somebody wants to change or move into, um, I, I find a lot of the time that the weight loss might not even be my specific goal for my body because I'm getting outside influences to tell me I need to look a certain way. And so I really have to check myself to say, you know, well, am I okay at this weight? Can I do everything that I want to do? And can I jump on my mountain bike? And can I go to a yoga class? And I'm definitely not trying to reach some perfect state anymore. Like at one point, you know, I think there was a lot of fear. (laughs) Yeah. Perfectionism, um, was just, I mean, it, it doesn't exist. Like there's always going to be times where we don't feel good and we don't feel adequate. And I think I was also trying to reach that point. So I wouldn't have fear. So I could live without fear, but that wasn't what the fear was holding fear. It was really my belief systems that were holding the fear. Like I thought, because if I lost 20 weights, 20 pounds, and I was lighter in weight, then I could climb my mountain bike better. And I wouldn't be so afraid of being judged and being with a group of people and them going like way farther up on the trail. It was just me like being self-conscious and I really needed to step into a more empowered place. And that was really what was holding Mm -hmm. me back. And so when I really think about my weight right now, I think, well, am I in a body that I'm able to do the things I love and can I enjoy those things? And if I have a fear coming up, then I can really address that and be like, okay, Katie, like what's going on here? Like what's showing up? And then I can easily move through it without being like, oh my gosh, I need to get on this weight loss plan ASAP. And then I consume another, you know, month or two months and then I get wrapped up. Like I can catch myself before I get down in that spiral. And I think it's beautiful what you're talking about as far as having this intention that's really almost grounding that client or whoever it is in that space of like, this is really where I want to be in five years. And so it can remind us, it can keep reminding, like, this is what I want. If a thought comes up, like, this is what I want. If something, a fear comes up, like, this is what I want. And so it's just like, that's the North star What I'm kind of getting at, Jesse, is like, that's the thing that you hold on to instead of like these repeat things that will like they will pop in our heads no matter what, because they've been built in there for so long. But then but now we have something new, right? Something new to stop the cycle. Is that kind of the like what happens? Yeah.
1: Well, and North star is the perfect term, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. So you totally, you got it right there because, you know, when we are clear on our intention for our health and our life, our intention serves as our North star. And the cool thing about that is when we are present to our intention, which requires not get, not just getting clear on it or on our intention, but Staying present to it over time, right? If you get clear on your intention and you stick it in a drawer, you know it, it may not have the power you you want it to have, right? I would <laughs> bet not, right? But if you create some practice around really just reminding yourself your intention for your health and your life, right? Because we do have a whole world that um, communicates in a variety of ways. Um, messages around weight and body and food and things like that. And so it does take getting clear on one's intention and staying connected to it to have all that noise occur as noise, like irrelevant, totally irrelevant. And the cool thing about creating one's vision of vitality and getting, you know, another way to say that is getting clear on one's intention for their health and their life is that the conversation of the North star is very, very different than good or bad, mm. right? Because when we're clear on our North star, it's a conversation of alignment mm. and alignment occurs in gradients. It's not black or white. We can be more aligned or less aligned and it acknowledges the humanity, right? Perfection is for the birds. It doesn't exist. And so, you know, when it's a conversation of what aligns with my intention for my health and my life, it's a very different conversation than, oh, should I eat this? Should I not? That was, oh, that's good. That's bad. Oh, I cheated yesterday. That is all the conversation of morality and morality's, you know, locked in with shame. And and that's yeah. just not really a productive um, way to move about the world is reinforcing a way of being that you first of all, you didn't create, you inherited it, right? Nobody would have made it up. It's really broken. <laughs> and we inherited it. So great. We can invent something new, just like you're doing here in these podcast conversations, inventing a new way to be about our health and our well-being and changing it for generations to come. So cultivating conversations that are about alignment, what aligns with my intention for my health or my life. Like that's, that's a whole new world that becomes available.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so good. Like it's so good because it's like connection and alignment. Like those words are so powerful. Like you can feel that energy of vibration, just lift Rather than the judgment and the good or bad. And I found when I was really in that negative state, it's like I every little choice was judged, every little thing was judged and, and it wasn't even the day it was like every decision so when I step back now and then I had a bad day and I overate or I didn't exercise, I just like, I give myself so much compassion and it's like, Oh my gosh, I can move past that. It it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck that day. And I don't feel good. And I wish that it had turned out differently, but I'm just like, there, like, it's like an element of self-love that it's like, mm. it's not going to affect my next day, you know, or love that. Right. Yeah. And it's such a, an easier way to live as well, but not that it didn't take work to get there, but this confinement and almost like, I would say like this suffocating place, I would just want to tell the listeners that There is like so much more expansion and possibility when you can just start to kind of break that mold, like a little baby step at a time, because it's like what Jesse's talking about. If you start to feel like these words that really resonate, like alignment and connection and expansion and possibility capability, it's like. That's what really happened to me. I mean, if I look at it from a bird's eye view of I really felt trapped and suffocated in my life circumstances, even if from the outside perspective, it looked quote unquote perfect and I had all the privileges and, you know, the wealth and the education. I was so suffocated and mm-hmm. it was because my perspective was so limited and trapped in that space But those little steps I took that allowed me to move past one little good or bad judgment. And then, you know, each step I took that could move past that place of confinement, of judge myself, of hating my body, of, you know, all these limitations, it was like, oh my gosh, I, it was almost like I lifted my head up and I could see the abundance of the world and the options around me. But it, it took a while to get there, Jesse. And and I'm sure that you see that with your clients as well. Um, so can you tell us what are some of the tools that you offer your clients? Because when you're, you know, you're trying to make change, like your whole being, your whole whole body is in that place, right? And so you are having these thoughts that are in the place that you're at. So you meet your clients where you're at this subconscious programming. It's so hard. If you don't know how to work through it, to get out of that place, because your thoughts are continually telling you, no, don't do that. Stay in the comfortable. Don't push yourself. Don't change. And so what are some of maybe those internal tools that you help your clients with? And then maybe there's some other ones that you would like to tell us as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure. Well, I'll I'll say a few different things about internal (laughs) because, um, you know, I say what I do is data-driven natural medicine or providing data-driven natural solutions. And so quite literally from an internal perspective, right? When I work with people after a first appointment, we have, I have them complete a lot of labs because oftentimes there are things happening in their body mm-hmm. that are, for example, interfering with healthy production of neurotransmitters or, um, hormone receptors, or, um, you know, like their metabolism as a whole, mostly people think about their thyroid when you say the word metabolism, but there's a lot more that can, 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 interfere with a healthy metabolism, right? So, you know, getting all that information and, um, you know, when I work with people, we, I do screen shares and share it and explain it to them because it's really important to me that people understand what their labs are telling us about their body, right? My, my company is well-empowered. And to me, that means like my job for the people who I work with, I want them to have the information the strategies and enduring inspiration they need to create and sustain the health they see as foundational to living the life they intend right so it it really is you know so much of my work is education in educating people on their body. Right. Mm-hmm. So it it's so brings me so much joy to walk people through labs and share, you know, like, oh my goodness, your inflammation is elevated. No wonder why you haven't been able to lose weight. Like inflammation is a knowable number and people see this number and we talk about what we're going to do about it. And then we actually go back and test our work. We don't cross our fingers. Right. So when people start to see, um, how their physiology as is, is affecting their health. It really is freeing too, because it's, um, you know, it's like, just, it really frees them up to, to know the truth of like, not my fault. Totally. Right. Yeah, And, and then, you know, in the conversations and, and different, um, elements that people master along the way, I provide people with, I call them fulfillment exercises. We could just call them homework. Um, mm-hmm. But I, when I work with people, that's what I give them homework between our appointments and are they could be uh, reading a blog and answering questions or reading a chapter of a book and answering questions or listening to a podcast and answering questions, right? There are different things I bring according to where the person in front of me is, and, you know, I work with some groups and and then, you know, create it for that group also. But those different uh, fulfillment exercises really al- allow people to gather the insights they need based on where they are in the journey. And, um, you know, it, it becomes a collaborative endeavor. You know, when I work with people, we do a, a Google Doc sharing of nutrition and symptoms because that helps me look for points of leverage, right. Ones that aren't obvious to them and help them come up, help people come up with new solutions. And, um, you know, like again, yeah, so much of this work is educating people, you know, when it comes to nutrition, um, the constant pull of going into shame and, and instead of like, you know, going into that habit, stepping into a whole new way of being with oneself that is gentle, that both honors the truth, of, um, choices, right? Like regret is actually productive. Regret is a way of looking at choices we made that caused us unintended harm, right? It wasn't like we set out to do it. Um, and, and we can also see that a new choice in the future would be helpful. Right. And so regret is a useful thing to reflect on. And that's something I do with people so that they can see with kindness for themselves, What's working and what's not. Um, And, you know, it does for most people, it does take something to step into a place of kindness and look at, you know, choices that they wish they hadn't made. And it's, you know, like imagine someone mastering uh, tennis, for example, right? Like they wouldn't excel if they couldn't see where they were making errors. They just wouldn't. Right. And so this area, you know, the first thing I say is required in order to master weight is being kind and honest. And mostly those two don't go hand in hand, mostly people feel like, okay, I'm done with being unkind with myself. So I'm going to be kind to myself. And that means I'm not going to look, I'm not going to look at the scale, or I'm not going to look at the choices I'm making. And I appreciate that if the only choice were be unkind and look or be kind and don't look, I would vote for be kind and don't look. But the good news is that's not, those aren't the only choices. It's just that people are stuck in a paradigm where it feels like that's the only choice, right? And so being able to be honest with oneself, like look at the choices and look at the number of the scale and doing so with kindness, with compassion, with self-love that practiced over and over and over again. Oh my goodness. Transformative, like mind blowing.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that tool. The simplicity of it is just so powerful. Think about if that was just the one thing that you had to come back to whenever there was a choice made and you needed to just step back and bring awareness to it. That that's a beautiful tool because you've already set that intention. Like this is happening because I'm committing to myself and I'm committing to a different way. And so your willingness to participate in this new way has already happened. And now you have this tool where you can just bring that in in every moment. And I love you're talking about that honesty part of it too. I think that was one thing I didn't really quite evolve into until later in my journey, of really truly being honest with myself and the radical honesty. And it's being able to shine a light on our fears and on our judgments and on the ways that we think that we are not worthy or we have shame around or feeling unlovable, feeling not good enough. It's like, I thought the more I could just not shine a light on those I could just put them in the closet they wouldn't exist but they I mean they existed in a more powerful way it was when I looked at them truly with all of this honesty it was like almost took the power away to really control my life so that component of what you're talking about is like yeah I can be kind to myself I can look at the guilt like say I you know, ate some ice cream last night and I woke up. I was like, Oh my God, like I shouldn't have done that. I feel gross. Like I didn't sleep as well. Like shame on me. You can pause, like bring in that awareness. Oh yeah. I'm doing something new. This new thing I'm doing with Jesse, that's helping me coach through this. And you can bring in that kindness You can also bring in a sense of radical honesty, like what really is happening here? Like, am I really wanting to be super shameful about eating this ice cream? Like maybe last night I was having a really emotional day and having that ice cream really comforted me in that moment. And I needed that. Or maybe there's a different honesty component of it. Jesse, is this kind of like what you're seeing in the clients, that kind of example? I would say
1: yes. And in that situation, right. Um, if someone actually regretted eating ice cream and, and by the way, I definitely don't think people should always regret eating ice cream (laughs) for the record. But if, if, you know, if, if it really was like, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. Right. I didn't sleep as well. My Um, you know, my digestion's all wonky, whatever's there, my skin's breaking out, whatever's there, right? If that, if someone actually regrets it, I would invite them to actually experience that regret with tenderness, you know, like kindness, like almost like a, it's can be easier for people to imagine a child in their life or even themselves as a child or a pet. You know, but but especially like if you imagine a child who was upset, it's hard to imagine berating that child for being upset, right? Who's crying, right? It it would—it's way more imaginable that we would comfort them and tenderly, right? And so bringing tenderness to ourselves, but also looking at like, okay, if I really do regret, I wish I had not made that choice. How might I? In your example, how might I self-soothe in a different way, right? There are a lot of different ways we can self-soothe and it's not bad or wrong to self-soothe with food, but if the action, if you regret having done it in the way you did, it's like, okay, well, what would be a better solution for next time? How could I set myself up with that, right? Whether it's have a different type of self-soothing food or do something entirely different, you know? color, draw, write, email a friend, call a friend, write like that. But um, really with the intention being that it be a learning experience and also not, you know, with zero make wrong around it, just real tenderness, like, okay, if that really doesn't work for me to do that, how might I set myself up in a future situation that's similar so that I can live aligned with my intention for my health and my life? Mm
0: -hmm bringing in that kindness, but then also you're opening up next time I'm confronted with this same situation. I have different options now, the way that I can approach this emotion or whatever it is. um, I love that because, and then it really does open up more possibilities and options for you to soothe yourself that doesn't have to include food if that's not what you specifically want that aligns with your intention in that moment. So it's beautiful. I love that um, explanation. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah,
1: we <laughs> well, coaching. So <laughs> sure, of course, of course.
0: Um, Yeah. So I love to ask the guests at the end of the episode, what their own wellness practices are just to give us all a little inspiration.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I love bookends, so I'll just start with bookends. Uh, so in the morning I do connect with my intention for my health and my life. And I typically do a mini meditation in the morning by mini, I mean, three minutes I really have found that uh, three minutes goes a long way for me. And uh, so that's my morning bookend. My evening bookend is I count my wins. Uh, So I have a journal next to my bed. I'm a big believer of the power of pen and paper to rewire the brain. Um, Not just, it is true from a scientific standpoint, that there is, uh, we rewire our ba- brain best with cursive and uh, pen and paper. Um, and also, um, I, I, I just love a pen and paper anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my, my bookend at the end of the day is I, I count my wins, right. What I want to acknowledge myself for, and also what I'm grateful for. So it's kind of a combo of count my wins and gratitude. And, um, during the day, I, you know, fueling myself with nutrient dense food is a total joy. I just love the way I eat brings me so much joy and it didn't happen overnight, right? It really was one foot in front of the other. Um, you know, my husband and I, we love to hike. We love to get out and be active. So walking and being active is a big part of our life. Working out is a big part of our life you know, those are, those are some of the things that I, I just really, uh, light me up and totally align with my intentions for my health and my life. Mm, Love it. And
0: I just want to invite the listeners to reach out to Jesse. I mean, we only like baby tap the surface of your knowledge and expertise and nutrition and fitness and every, you know, everything involving with health and body. And if something that Jesse's saying, that's really resonating. I mean, you can just tell from our conversation, like what an excellent coach she is, how kind and compassionate, and then really here for your higher intention, which I find, you know, with a coach, like that is so beautiful that you're able to really expand your client's perception of their life and really help them step into a higher purpose um, and not just, you know, kind of focused on like, okay, what's your goal and let's how are we going to get it done and step by step, you're in it for the long haul and I can tell Jesse, like you just have such a great heart And um, so I invite the listeners, like reach out to her, Jesse, what's the best way that we can find you and contact you if somebody out there wants to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words, Katie, (laughs) really. Um, And the best way to reach out to me is on my website, wellempowered.com. And for anyone who is interested in exploring working together, please feel free to schedule a complimentary consultation. I really do think of it as exploratory, and it would be a pleasure to connect with anyone who who is curious. Um, On Instagram, you can find me uh, at wellempowered. Facebook, Y you, Y-O-U, Well Empowered. And if you have any other questions and would like to send it via email, you can send that to we at wellempowered.com, we at wellempowered.com
0: amazing amazing and i'll put all of that in the show notes so people can just click on it find you and um yeah thank you so much jesse for being here all the way from switzerland we didn't even bring that up but you are all the way in switzerland which is amazing but really fun to chat with you and and just so happy that you are here sharing all your expertise i learned so much
1: Thank you so much, Katie. It's a pleasure being with you and your audience. And thank you for doing this work. You're, you're really doing beautiful work here and it's a tremendous contribution. So thank you.
0: Mm, Thank you so much. And thank you listeners for showing up. I will see you all next week. If you have made it to the end of this episode and you want more, more wellness tools, practices, and insights from this episode and others, make sure to sign up for our email list. This is where we connect and support our Body Breaking Free community. So if you're ready for the next step, the link to sign up will be in the show notes at kdkgramcom forward slash newsletter.